What's up, everybody? Spencer with the Fantasy Fanatics. I'm here with Nathan. How are you doing today, Nathan? What's going on, guys? It's uh, it's awesome to make another video for everybody. Um, today, we've got the AFC South. We just recorded the AFC East. So go check out that, that video if you haven't seen it already. Um, we're going through each team in each division, making a separate video about them, um, about each division. And we just highlight the fantasy-relevant players. We give our thoughts on them where we think you should be drafting them, which ones to avoid, and uh, which ones could potentially be breakouts. All right. Let's go ahead and get started with the Jaguars. Um, although Urban Meyer has not committed to his QB1 this season, um, I think we both know who it's going to be. It's Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I was going to say Tim Tebow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace to the Tebow. Nah. Timmy Tebow. Not dead, but just... Just yeah. wish he was still on the Jacksonville roster. I mean, yes, he would rally these troops right now. It sits it down twenty three three. I mean, he would have rallied them in the halftime locker. He would say locker. one. He would say one hell of a prayer, and they'd come out just firing. <laughs> they they would. I, <laughs> look, ever since we're talking about them, they just got a fifty yard catch. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started. Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's usually drafted around that. Um, QB, 15? you know, right below, right below Jalen Hurts. QB um, twelve to fifteen area. That kind of yeah, somewhere around then. Um, he has nice upside, although he has not looked great this preseason. It's only he preseason. Has looked shaky. Has looked and, shaky. And he hasn't. If I'm not mistaken, he hasn't had DJ Chark yet. That is um, correct. Marvin Jones has gone down. Um, it's preseason. Let's not overreact too much. Well, as as um, long as Marvin Jones is indeed like not potentially serious injury, let's do keep that in mind. Yeah, so, I mean, he has upside. He also has very high bust potential. Um, I, agree. I agree. Basically, every single rookie quarterback. Um, but, I mean, he's just a lot a lot higher just because he was the number one overall pick, and they will be down in a lot of football games, so he will have to be throwing. Um, but they do have they, they do have two really good running backs, though. Uh, James Robinson, I think he was voted as the 100th best player this season as an undrafted free agent. Mm -hmm. um, very impressive. I love James Robinson last year, but they drafted Travis Etienne in the first round. Don't love that move. Um, we'd be talking James Robinson right now, top 20, top 15 pick if that wasn't the case. But now I see him falling all the way to the sixth, seventh round sometimes. See, um, I think James Robinson's great value based on how they've been. I know it's only preseason, small sample size, based on how they've been using him. James Robinson's been the first back. Carlos Hyde has been the second back. And Etienne has been the third. And I think they're really going to feature James Robinson. And then Etienne will kind of work his way up into that second role, that kind of like change of pace role. Um, but I don't think they're going to use him as a receiver, as we were hearing before the preseason where they were like, they're going to line up in the slot. They've got three good receivers. There's there's no need for that. So I think it is going to be the James Robinson show. And I think getting him in that sixth to seventh round range where he's going right now, I think it's great value. I'm, I have I'm, to disagree. Um, I love James Robinson. I kind of see this as a 50-50 timeshare. You don't draft a first rounder. No shot. No shot. Uh, you don't draft a first round running back just to have him play 30% of the snaps. <laughs> I think he is definitely there to eat up a role, um, probably 10 to 12 touches a game. Potentially, um, I see James Robinson around that ten to twelve, ten to twelve touch range. Also, um, with actually Travis Etienne having more potential um, throughout the season, um, just because I, I think he is a more dynamic player than James Robinson. I think volume was king 
for James Robinson last year, and that's why he was. I'm not not trying to take away anything from James Robinson. I think volume was king for him. Last he was year. A, he was an efficient he was an efficient runner, and he, he was yeah he, like, he was. I think I saw a stat where he was like forty percent of his points came from passing game, um, something crazy like that. Like I would never thought. So he's very competent in the passing game, and just have they been using him so far? What we saw last year, I think he's going to be the guy. That's that's just well, me. Be wrong. Something else that got him a lot of his points, Gardner Minshew did not look down the field much, um, and he did dump it off to James Robinson a lot. Um, that's also something to think about, too. And Trevor Lawrence, he has been dinking and dunking in the preseason, but he doesn't really kind of give off that vibe of someone who's just going to look to his running back in the flats every single he's, play. He's got a huge arm, and so yeah. – um, I think it'll only benefit the Jaguars if he looks deep for guys like DJ Chark and Marvin Jones. All right. And let's uh, speaking of those two, let's talk about the wide receivers. Um, I think all of us have them ranked Chark, Chenault, Jones, um, with probably Chenault having the most upside, even though DJ Chark had a great 2019 season. Um, LaVisca Chenault is just a playmaker. I think people are sleeping on Marvin Jones. I mean, he's he's been a touchdown machine when he was up in Detroit, and I think he's a he's a pretty linky uh, receiver. If if he can build some kind of relationship with Trevor Lawrence, I know Lawrence so far loves to look for Chenault because he's kind of that he's kind of like a Chris Godwin kind of player. Chenault is, and so if Marvin Jones or DJ Chark could be that kind of Mike Evans to the Chris Godwin. Um, I think they could have a really nice role, and it would it would not surprise me if Marvin Jones finishes as the highest scoring receiver on this team. But I think okay. all three of them are going to be pretty close. It's kind of a hot take. Um, old Timmy Tebow, uh, he was probably their tight end one. Uh, I don't see any value in any of these tight ends. Don't think you should even touch them with a ten foot pole. Not even in two tight end leagues. I wouldn't. No, even no Luke Farrell. No Luke Farrell. Uh, no, no. Tons I of think it. There. <laughs> maybe a bench, a, a maybe a bench for a James O'Shaughnessy in a two tight end league that has fifteen team teams. In our thirty-two um, team league, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think he ha- holds any real value. I mean, complete, do you? Complete. That was a complete joke. I completely agree. Don't touch any of them unless Tebow comes back. Yeah. Then, then, then maybe Tebow yeah. in the eighth, seventh round. No, yeah. Somewhere around then, right above Logan Thomas. Um. Now on to the Texans, the most confusing team to judge. Um, if Deshaun Watson is not playing, I don't think any of these guys are draftable besides Brandon Cooks. I mean, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, obviously going to get drafted, but they're going to be at the bottom of your bench if Deshaun Watson's not playing. Um, I mean, now they, they have Watson- like four legit running backs. Like it's not like a four stringer who's like you've never heard of before. Like four legit running backs. I mean Rex Burkhead was getting valuable touches on New England. Yeah, a it's a, years ago. It's just one big committee, and so it's hard to it's hard to really pick one. And I know David Johnson's being picked first out of all of them, but it's it's tough. I I don't know. I would wait until I was deep on my bench to really take a shot at one. Now if Deshaun Watson plays. I don't know which one impact to really draft. It's kind of like a dart throw, really. Um, but I do know that Brandon Cooks does have value if Deshaun Watson plays. Probably a wide receiver two flex play. Um, so my um, cue, John, that I have not told you yet, uh, Nico Collins. Um, he's a big rookie wide receiver. Um, he has impressed in camp. 
I'm not saying he's going to be no wide receiver one or anything. I'm just saying he should be someone to look out for. Um, that's kind of, you know, a dart throw in the late rounds. If Tyrod is the quarterback, no shot. No, 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 no. no, I was saying if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback, um, he's a great passer. He's got to air it out to somebody. And I think Nico Collins could eventually be that wide receiver too on that team. Um, What's the value there, but. You know, maybe Nico is chasing Tyrod around the locker room with a golf tee. Yeah. Trying trying to get Davis Mills in there. Trying to get his way. But I think Tyrod offers some sneaky value because every year he's not an attractive name, but he gives you value with his legs. And, you know, he's got the running backs to dump it off to. He's got Brandon Cooks, who's a proven receiver. Jordan Akins can pop up here and there. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tyrod, if he plays the entire season, it wouldn't surprise me if he's like a solid QB two. Would not surprise me. I do not love Tyrod. I am a Bills fan. Um, thankful for his days here in Buffalo, getting us out of the drought. But I do not love Pro, pro Bowler. He was a pro. He was a Pro Bowler one year. He was a Pro Bowler one year. Off to the Colts. Um, sounded like Carson Wentz was going to miss some time. Reports have came out though. I mean, he did practice today. Today is Monday. He did practice today. Looked mm-hmm. good at practice. Um, let's just hope we're getting the you know 2018-2017 wins, yeah. um, the MVP wins. If that's the case, man, oh, man, Jonathan Taylor has a chance to be RB1 in fantasy. Uh, that's crazy to say, but he has that pass-catching ability. He has um, – I mean, he's running behind maybe the best offensive line behind Cleveland. Um, he, he could really push for 20, 25 touches a game. Um, because, I mean, they do have T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell. None of those are really alpha wide receivers. Um, T.Y. Mm-hmm. T. Hilton was at one point, but he is not what he used to be, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jonathan Taylor, I mean, really has the talent. If he gets the opportunity like McCaffrey Cook does, mm-hmm. watch out. I mean, he could really, you know, win you some drafts, drafting him at seven or eight. Yeah, the only thing is he's got – Two other legit, even Jordan Wilkins, they, they seem to throw him in there just randomly. Makes no sense. Um, but Marlon Mack coming off an Achilles injury, it's kind of a big question mark because before he was like he was solid, like he was a very, very competent running back. And Naheem Hines has shown flashes what he can do in the passing game, third down back, kind of change of pace. And then the receivers, I'm I'm only touching them on my bench. And if it was gonna be one, it'd be Michael Pippen. Um, I think he's the clear Colt receiver that you would take a flyer on, but I, I'm not, you know, reaching out to take one intentionally, you know, trying to reach on him. Yeah, all four of those top guys do have upside, but none of them really have a set floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, what about the tight ends? The do tight ends. Uh, I'm a big Moelle Cox fan. Um, mm-hmm. I think he does have some potential. Probably not a top 17, 18 pick. Yeah, um, neither is Jack Doyle. Um, but I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball if Carson Wentz is playing good, right? Uh, yeah, it's the just only kind thing of, is, it's just kind of who's going to catch the ball. I mean, maybe Paris Campbell can break out as that receiver they drafted him to be. Um, yeah, the thing is, when Carson Wentz was in Philly, um, he loved to go to the tight ends. The tight ends produced, and so maybe this is another case like we were talking about with New England uh, in the last video where they line up with two tight ends and both of them can produce. I don't, I don't think it's going to be quite like that. 
if I had to pick one, it would be Jack Doyle because I think he's far more proven. Who is the Zach Ertz and who is the Dallas Goddard? The Zach Ertz is 100% uh, Jack Doyle. Like, Zach Ertz, like, in his prime when he was the main target. And then Mo Cox is the – he's the bigger, more athletic uh, Dallas Goddard, if you, if you would. Um, so I would prefer Jack Doyle because I think he's got more guaranteed targets. Okay. But none of them – but to be clear, right, this year I think Goddard is more valuable than Hertz on the Eagles. I think their roles have kind of flip flopped. I think he's overtaken them. But none of them worthy of them. Yeah, I mean maybe as like a second tight end on your bench, but just definitely make sure you get someone above them. All right, going on to the Titans, the move of the off season, trading for Hall of Fame wide receiver Julio Jones. Um. People don't know if that hurts or helps AJ Brown um, because it takes, you know, um, it takes their number one corner away from him. Maybe mm-hmm. um, I think the guy helps the most, Derrick Henry. I agree, um, Derrick Henry, and shout out to fellow App State alum Darrington Evans. Um, I think I think Derrick Henry is gonna. I think he's going to feast this year. I've got him at three currently in my rankings, but if you ha- if you're in the two spot, I think McCaffrey's clear one. But if you go and take Derrick Henry two, like I'm not mad at that at all. I think there's no chance you can stack the box with AJ Brown and Julio on the outside. Zero shot. They're gonna they're gonna eat you alive. I mean, you got one of those guys going at your number two corner, no shot. And then if you want to double up on one of them, then Derrick Henry's going to go for. 250 yards a game so i think the titans are going to be something serious this year i think aj brown and julio are both going to be um i think they're going to be around the low end wide receiver one range i think both of them will be Um, i do not think this offense can support two wide receiver ones and derrick henry um something's gonna have to give I think it will be Julio falling to wide receiver two um, and A.J. Brown falling to a low-end wide receiver one. Um, you also got to throw in Josh Reynolds. I know you don't love Josh Reynolds, but Josh Reynolds never got the opportunity to shine on the Rams. He did have Jared Goff throwing him the ball. I do think he can also eat into some targets. I think he's better um, than their wide receiver three last year. Um, I mean, Josh Reynolds – Josh Reynolds has no fantasy value, um, I don't think, unless somebody goes down. Still, probably not. Um, Back to what I was saying. A.J. Brown, probably low-end wide receiver one. Uh, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry, uh, top three pick. Um, I mean, you can't give Derrick Henry the ball 25 times and then get 10 targets to Julio and A.J. Brown. I I just think that's unrealistic. I think you can. I think you 100% can. Because I think, like, legitimately, this is not exaggerating, 90% of their touches are going through Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio. I think when you've got those three alpha players on the same team, why throw the ball to a Josh Reynolds? I mean, Darrington Evans is going to come in every now and then to give Derrick Henry a break, and that's going to be part of that other, you know, quote-unquote 10%. But, like, why? You have three of the best players in the NFL on the same team. I disagree because I do think that Mike Vrabel likes to use his tight end. Um, but Anthony Ferkser, no fantasy value. No. Um, sure. I, I was in the draft uh, 
today with the ESPN Plus League. Um, some, uh, some Tennessee fan drafted Anthony Ferkser in the sixth round. Don't be that guy. Anthony Ferkser's not draftable. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. I mean, I think he went for Jamar Chase. Um, unless this guy's seeing something. Maybe he's had the camp or maybe it was anthony ferkser himself i don't know but don't be that guy yeah. um leave him leave him off the boards yeah i i don't see any kind of value in anybody but derrick henry aj brown julio we skipped over ryan Tannehill though um i think he's now, the top 10 play this year with the addition of julio that's assuming he beats out Mac Barkley for the job. Yeah, I mean Matt um, Barkley is hot on his heels. He 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 showed a lot of promise at USC. You know what they did call him at Buffalo? Called him Bitcoin Barkley. Bitcoin so, Barkley. Because everything was money. Um but yeah, I mean Brian Tannehill's borderline top ten play for me this year, um, with the addition of Julio. I just don't love the same thing with Kirk Cousins, same thing with Sam Darnold. Um I think Tannehill's in that kind of like right behind Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, like right behind that kind of tier. I think that's where he sits. Well, I was just naming out those guys because Kirk Cousins, Sam Darnold, and Brian Tannehill, their three running backs will push for those 20, 25 touches a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just so unreliable. Even And all mean, of them have two stud receivers. And the other two do – have a pass catcher running back. I don't think Derrick Henry is a pass catcher running back. Um, Brian Tannehill. I think he can be. I think he can be. But I mean, I Derrick Henry could be whatever to. he wants. I just don't really. think they need to. Well, maybe this season. You think Josh Norman? Don't. You think Josh Norman's come out of orbit yet? That was uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps up the AFC South. Um, the AFC West, AFC North will be coming out. Um, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, um, these will be coming out on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, so yeah. on Wednesday. Thanks for watching. Yep, nice and then we will um, cover the NFC um, NFC North. I mean, yeah, NFC North. Nope, NFC East, NFC South on Thursday, and then the NFC West, NFC North on Friday. That's right. And then hopefully we'll be doing some maybe some mock drafts this weekend. Well, um, we should have our rankings actually. updated by then, so maybe we can feature some episodes around our rankings. They can be short, just kind of showing you our thoughts of why we change players where. Yeah, and next Thursday is one week till the fantasy we fantasy season starts too. I'm so excited! Like I just so, like beyond excited. Um, we might even get our week one rankings out pretty early, just because I mean, who can really wait? I mean, yeah, who who wants to wait till Tuesday to see? It's the eating at me. I'm so ready. I'm sorry. Yeah, We're going to go crazy we'll, in the. We'll come out with some draft strategy, strategies. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a little sneak peek. Um, I've seen where people have been asking us. I've seen where some people have taken two wide receivers um, and then wait for their running backs. You know what? Please we won't don't. even get into that. We won't please even don't. get into that right please, now. Just please um, don't do that. We'll, we'll wait for those videos next week um, after we finish the two divisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, two divisions each video. Um, mm-hmm. We'll cover all eight this week. Yeah, but. Um, you got anything else to say? Nah, appreciate you guys for watching. Check out our socials and our website, and we'll catch you in the next one. All right. Y'all have a good one.